Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Yes, this episode is all about cars, but don't you dare turn that radio knob. Maybe, maybe slow down a little bit and pull over and hear us out on this one. First off, this is actually a very hilarious and great episode all about the many terrible and amazing cars that we have owned over the years. It's actually funny and not in a gearhead sort of way, unless that's what you're looking for, in which case, yes, it is funny like that too. In addition to telling extremely amusing and humbling stories about the countless vehicles that we have owned over the past quarter of a century and that have ultimately been towed down the river sticks and over that rainbow bridge, we also talk about the absurdity of cars and how ingrained they are in our lives and culture. We talk about odd deaths in automotive history, and, well, actually, that's more or less about it. But trust us, it's a great episode. Like, maybe don't be so close-minded about it. You'll learn a lot about us, and more importantly, you'll learn about yourself. This episode may even make all your dreams come true, because this is Against All Oddities. Welcome to Against All Oddities. Uh, we talk about weird stuff, odd, paranormal, cool things, magic things, doesn't matter. We'll talk about it. The odd thing this episode is cars, vehicles, things that we've used that have motors that get us from point A to B. Uh, I'm youngest brother, Tim. I am middle child, Chris. Neat. So I'm going to go ahead and say that this episode is about vehicles and cars but it is actually an episode about nate <laughs> well he's the only <laughs> way we could do this i thought about it because i i today i was listing out the many many vehicles i've owned there's no way we could take turns talk going through like listing cars but i think like a good format we can do is section it off into types or eras of vehicles. I think we can each tell some notable stories. Mine will be the shortest. Chris's will be a little bit longer than mine. And Nate, yours is 30 minutes minimum. If you of just so list. I, I have a question. There, there, are, there are highlights. I'll give you, I mean, I'll give we don't you need the... to be listed our cars. Oh, no, 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 that's no. What, that there's is kind of like, what I want. There's like 25. Do, I mean, we could just we least. can knock it out real quick. Do you guys just yeah, want to like so, list Nate, real quickly? Rap- can you rapid fire the cars you've owned and then we'll go back and we'll talk about notable ones? Do you, uh, why don't you go first, Tim, then Chris, then me. 1987 Honda Accord hatchback, followed by uh, granddad's 1989 Oldsmobile Delta 88 that I shared with Chris, followed by the Mazda B2000 that Nate traded a motorcycle and our car for that I also shared with Chris and ended up giving it to him. Followed by a, uh, a, a 97, maybe, I forgot, Saab, mm-hmm. uh, the green one. Yeah, I remember that. And then I sold that and went uh, carless for six months, which yep. didn't work when you live in a valley. And then uh, uh, had a 2003 Mazda Protégé. Maybe it was a 2002. It was a hatchback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that was a 2012 Ford F-150 that I'm still driving. Nice, nice. Assisted purchase with Alicia's a 2009 uh, Nissan Rogue that she is still driving. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I have like Ted. Uh, there was the MGB, 1977 MGB, which was something they had that like, he gave to me for a small amount of money. <laughs> Uh, after that uh, was a Honda Prelude. After that was a Ford Escort, which Nate also gave to me. Uh, after that was a, what is what was Granddad's card that we inherited? Was that a Oldsmobile Delta 88? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I also had that. I drove that to Florida briefly before Tim had it. 
Uh, after that, I drove mom's Chevy Corsica before it got totaled by someone wrecking into me. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I had a, the Mi- Mazda B2000, which we kind of shared. Yep. Uh, after after the Mazda B2000, there was a big lull because I stopped having vehicles. Um, so I lived in New York and Boston, but I did I did drive a Toyota Sienna which I loved that uh, Steve kind of gave us, uh, Steve and Carolyn gave us. That's the minivan, right? That's uh, the minivan. It was wonderful. I'll get an eight, eight, four by eight sheet of plywood in there. Easy. No seats. It was great. I drove that for a while. I shared a car with Meredith, which was her Toyota Scion, uh, which we just got rid of. We I recently bought a Ford Ranger, fucking Ford Ranger 2006, um, which I drive right. now. Cue the Ford Ranger thing. I know this truck. I ain't no stranger. I know that truck. That's a Ford fucking Ranger. My miles per gallon ain't in no danger. Why? Because I drive a fucking Ford Ranger. Uh, and then uh, Merith is currently driving what she calls the orthopedic shoe of all cars, which was uh, her her deceased grandmother's uh, 19, no, 2002 Toyota Corolla. She hates it, but we're, since, I love we're ha- it. since we're having a kid, we're going to get sell that one and buy a, uh, a minivan of some sort because I really like that minivan. Um, so we're working on it. Uh, I haven't got there yet, but that's all I got. So going from the beginning, 68 MGC, 77 MGB, 89 Escort, uh, 95 uh, Camaro. 81 did you include that one chris the escort i did yeah okay okay. just making sure the uh 95 camaro the 81 jeep cj7 uh a a bunch of like uh cars with the ex-wife like i think it was a there's like a volvo wagon there's a your first one was that maxim 99 uh nissan nissan maxima uh, during that time period, I had an 84 F-150, an 85 F-150, <laughs> and a 70, 71 F-250, which has some great stories. Uh, and then... The Fiesta. Well, yeah, that was uh, Catherine. We bought the... Yeah, you bought it, though. Fiesta for 800 bucks. It also That's was in story. your front yard every time I went to your house, regardless uh, yeah. of whether or not Catherine was there. Oh, yeah, just kind of lived there. That's, uh, anyway, uh, 2001 Volvo... S80 after that, then uh, that 2002 Impala, nice. uh, then <laughs> such an old version car, a Volvo wagon. Uh, we I caught with Mary, but I can't remember the year. Uh, Mary also had that uh, we bought a BMW, a 92 two door, like uh, three series for $900 off our drunk neighbor in the near West End. Uh, Jeep Cherokee. We were driving Mary's parents' Jeep Cherokee for a while. Really? We got the Volvo 2007 wagon. She got it at an auction and now she drives the Subaru Outback. 98 uh, GMC Sierra that didn't last too long. I have a good Pete story on that one. I was going to say, I don't remember that one. uh, It didn't was there. It rusted away pretty quick. Then after that, a 2001 F-150 that Brad's still driving. Uh, That's two, awesome. 2014 Chevy Silverado that I had forever, and then I traded that one in for a Volvo sedan and a 1990 F-150 that we still have. Uh, and then of the motorcycles, here was the uh, dad's infamous 85 Honda Shadow, um, <laughs> 95 uh, Ducati Super Sport CR. Oh, we're counting motorcycles because we had that Honda Shadow. Yeah, that, that, yeah, we just all said that yeah, one. Yeah, Because that was my only form of transportation for like half a year. Uh, 2003 Softail and now a 2001 Night Train, which are all family acquired, except for the Ducati. They were all like family acquired uh, vehicles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's, I, I'm forgetting a couple, but I think that's for the most Solid part. List. I think there is another truck. Uh, like, cause I think, I think at the 85 F-150 was the one I bought for $500 to move. It didn't have a key. You yeah. Just, we, like, you let it. Tim and I borrow that once. Cause I had to move some stuff for an art gallery yeah. and the dashboard didn't work. 
like mm. nothing on the dashboard well it had a it was like a stick oh, shift but it had wait. an automatic di- dashboard is that the one that started with a screwdriver no well, you, you could it. You, oh, you didn't need a key at all you could just you just turn the yeah because the it. dashboard was entirely aesthetic like well, the, was it was like, no functional it was like a sawzall hole with like the stick shift coming out of it that was all, i forgot about that truck because it was so hard to drive you were sweating by the time you got to where you needed to go but it was like kind of broken, but it was kind of broken all the time. And me and Chris, my only were... problem was the whole no gas thing. You had no idea how much gas you had. When yeah. You're, when oh you're... yeah, you had to go off of intuition on the gas. But none of us <laughs> wanted to put. We always put like a dollar of gas. In it was, and be like... Oh, these guys suck. But and in then 2002, was, uh... that's like three gallons. Yeah, no, but there's one time. Yeah, it was about 2002. Yeah, it was parked in front of one of like my apartment in front of the pink house or whatever. And then uh, Chris was like, hey, I need the truck. I was like, yeah, come on then. This is a team effort. And like, <laughs> we popped the hood to see why it wasn't starting or to pretend. And at one point I, I was inside of the engine looking at the other like two things that were in there, like sitting on the wheel well and looked up and Chris was sitting inside as well on the other wheel well. And there was like room to spare. Oh, F-150s <laughs> are great. That truck was the first time I was like, hey, wait, I could just put jugs of water in here like in the engine bay it was a great truck i sold it it for 450 bucks because it wouldn't start the screwdriver uh yeah they haggled me down to 50 bucks so for 50 bucks that truck lasted a long time it it moved like four different people everybody kept bar everyone would borrow it i just tell whatever house it was at just say go get it because they didn't (laughs) have any keys was that the one that um didn't have an inspection sticker I guarantee that one didn't have an inspection <laughs> I mean, sticker. How could it have had an inspection <laughs> sticker? It had no There's sticker. No way. If we're do- we'll do it. Let's make this truck section. Okay. Let's just discuss truck. trucks only for a while. I so have, wait, before we yes. go into that, I, I I wanted to divide up our sections because I was thinking about yeah. how we could add some stuff to this, and I was I remembered uh, the 2021 Christmas special with Tim's death bombs. So I thought we'd do a car bombs or death bombs with cars. So I I have a list of so like death bomb. Death bomb. But like I, I have a list of odd deaths in cars. Uh, so between each section, I figured I could educate you guys on an like an oddity's death in a car. So the first one happened uh, in uh, October of 2015. Uh, an Armenian man was driving to his new job in Glendale at a Glendale Collision Center where he worked. Uh, it was running late, so he was speeding down the southbound uh, five freeway in Los Angeles. Uh, um, in in uh, when his Ford Fiesta rear-ended oh, a pickup truck and overturned, uh, he was Wait. not wearing it. The truck overturned? No. A fiesta the overturned? Fiesta. <laughs> okay. Maybe both. I don't know. But the, the, is, the is it world... a fiesta or a Ford Festiva? It's a fiesta. So uh, he, he rear ends a pickup truck. Um, he wasn't wearing seatbelt, so he was ejected from the car and landed 20 feet up on a freeway sign where he died immediately, instantly. So what he was that? ejected from his Ford Fiesta and hit the overpass sign. He, had, he was ejected at an angle Oof. enough to at rocket an angle into the to sky. go upwards and hit the overpass freeway sign. The uh, so an odd thing about this is before this happened, he had actually been um, battling some serious health issues uh, and had overcome them. But his family um, wasn't taking any chances with his his brush with death uh, from illness. So they had just um, as a family performed. Uh, a matag or a sacrificial lamb offering uh, five days prior in order to bring him a long life. Um, so the offering Ew. did not work. That wasn't Perhaps a good offering. they did it wrong because five days later, he died very badly. So I have more, more death bombs to come. Would you rather, and this is a morbid question, die in the vehicle from a wreck or get ejected and die out of the vehicle? So we, I watched an episode of Ghosts last night, the American one, because since oh, the yeah. new season isn't out for the British, mm-hmm. and a new ghost character is one that is in the car of a delivery driver, and she was in a drunk driving accident. Oh no! He got the car <laughs> later, and so she's she's trapped within the car. Oh, so, like it's like, a haunted car. 
Yeah, but she gets to travel around and all the ghosts are jealous of that. So I guess it's if you're stuck in a ghost a form, I mean, I guess I don't know if you're in the area, like are you stuck like on that yeah. signpost forever? Or if you're in the car, do you get to be in the car? I think you but if wander. one of the cars like goes to a junkyard, that'd be kind of boring unless there's like a whole lot of other car ghosts. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, pre-ghost i didn't think of that i was thinking the <laughs> ejection would be my preference because then at least if you're conscious when you're in the air you're like you could still convince yourself like i'm gonna roll i'm gonna hit the ground rolling i'm gonna hit the ground <laughs> yeah running. i, I was still like have a i don't it depends like as long as the death is quick it just seems like a nice slide on asphalt is real rough like, I don't uh, think I'd like that. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of a bad way to go regardless. So I guess you're screwed either way. Yeah, so a uh, couple, let's see, truck stories. We're talking about the, I think that was my first truck. Was a, I think it was, that was an 85, actually, the white truck with no tailgate. And we, uh, I bought it to move out to the south side. And, and what, I had, what I did is I tied everything together but not to the truck. So turning onto Boulevard off of uh, Main Street or whatever, the entire contents of the truck like came out in the in intersection. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then P was like, ah, oh. we like scrambled out. We like threw it all in the back of the truck again. All the cars are honking because they're stopping Boulevard main traffic. <laughs> um, no one was happy about that. And then uh, sold it. It was a POS, but it, hey, it worked the whole time. For 50 it, bucks. No matter what, if you spend $500 on a truck and you keep it for a year or five years or for six months, you can sell it for 450 to 550 Well, that's it's, the bottom amount, like especially at the time. Yeah. 500 bucks was like the the bottom. And I I mean, I gave the guys that bought it 50 bucks off, but, you know, I, hey, I thought, I th you know, it's no problem. It did it's a an job. okay haggle. The funniest truck thing was I bought off one of Jay's friends, the 98 GMC Sierra that was black. This is much later. Uh, we were going, it was four wheel drive, went up camping at that camping spot up in the mountains uh, outside of Harrisonburg, right? And mm -hmm. um, Pete and I had a camper top for it. And I, I tried building a camper top, it didn't work out. Camper tops aren't expensive. They're expensive if you buy them new, but they're free if you can find one that matches your truck pretty much you know and then yeah. like when the it, it how i sold it was awesome too uh you know when it was time to for it to go away it wouldn't pass inspection anywhere and uh I, mary's like aren't you gonna sell the truck i was like it's for sale is it no there's no sign i was like there's a truck that's not moving in our our driveway in a suburban neighborhood that truck's gonna sell don't worry about it she's like you're crazy and then Sure enough, our neighbor Rich's friend was like, hey, what are you doing with that truck? <laughs> <laughs> you can sniff them out. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he just like, oh, oh. Just, it's, like uh, the uh, deal was like, you got to help me get this camper top on it if you're going to buy it. Uh, but but here's the camper top thing is we took it up camping and Pete and I were going to sleep in the camper top. And I just brought some cardboard because it had a bed liner. <laughs> and you know how bed liner has those ridges on it? Yeah, I threw a couple sheets of cardboard where I was going to sleep on my sleeping bag. I was like, Pete, you want some of those cardboard? There's no way you're going to sleep on those like bed liner ridges. He's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. So we drink like a million <laughs> beers. We drink all these beers and then go to sleep. And then like at three in the morning, I just hear Pete groaning, rolling around. Like, <laughs> oh, my body. Oh, my body. For those of our listeners who don't know who Pete is, we in, we dedicated an entire episode to Pete. If you, you go back to our back catalogs and look for the, the Pete episode. So um, before we get too far off of it, suburban dads and seeing pickup trucks in the same place for two weeks in a row, they're not truffle pigs. They're truckle pigs. <laughs> they, can, <laughs> they can sniff out a truck that needs to go somewhere or sniff out like <laughs> there's 20 percent dissatisfaction from the wife she's not ripe yet so when she's at at least a 40 percent dissatisfaction with that truck not moving i'm coming back and the husband <laughs> isn't ready to let go same thing That's with sports cars same thing with sports cars truck, i can't do the sports, sports cars. cars i'm not into sports cars uh, I, I could see one i could give two shits about it but if i see I, a truck i'm definitely a truckle pig where i'd be like <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. no that's <laughs> a good one pig. that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's sad is well so late later in that one another coming off the mountain one time it was like icy and snowy and the brakes went out like they rusted through the brake line on that truck and so 
I took a pair of pliers to like pinch off some of the brakes. So I had some, but going down the mountain, I was using the emergency brake and on a truck, it's really hard because it's a pedal in a lever. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't was, see that yeah on that mountain you know what mountain i'm talking everybody about everybody knows trails. Right. oh so yeah. in the snow i was like going one mile an the hour. camping mountain outside of yes. harrisonburg uh, snow with no brakes except the truck emergency brake going down that mountain and i was so slow and ben was like right behind me like super impatient i was like ben I'm not going any faster because I'm going off the cliff. It's just a cliff. It's like a cliff. That's not the, the you can't way. call it a road. This is a trail <laughs> to get down a steep mountain. It's a where fire you actually, trail. Yeah. You have to zigzag around boulders and rocks and logs. I got to say, I really like the 1990 F-150 and the smells it has <laughs> and the feeling. And I put like the nice, what's the seat cover on all old trucks? Like the, the beads, the wood the beads. Baja. No, the Baja. Like um, It's like a poncho material. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's on there. Oh, it's so great. I love that truck. Yeah, poncho. That's yeah, it's good. Great. I left the vehicle out actually, but I didn't purchase it. Alicia's dad gave us on loan for like eight months a 1981 F-150. Nice. That uh, was another one of those trucks that like you didn't know if it was in reverse or not. So you really had to be careful. If you're in your driveway, whatever, you go forward or backward. But if you're like parked around traffic, you're like, oh, wasn't there something with bricks in that one? Yeah, that's how I, it died is we were building a patio in the backyard. And then uh, I took the truck where one of the, the calipers was already feeling a little sticky on one of the front brakes. But we went to the brickyard essentially, and I bought like a pallet of bricks and then the Poor truck was truck. not happy it made it about a half Poor mile up the truck. road and it broke down and the i was able to coast into a little caesar's parking lot <laughs> at sunset and the sunset was not behind us it was on our face and there's no awning it was just a flat little caesar's and then like if a shining horrible sun blisteringly hot and then yeah uh, we called the tow company and they <laughs> canceled without telling us because they're like, <laughs> they're like that truck is at the after two hours. Alicia was ready to just rage punch like holes in those bricks and and called. And they canceled because they said the weight of the truck with bricks in it exceeded anything that the tow was willing to do. Yeah, of course. So I called another tow company and I was like, it has bricks in it. And the guy was literally was like, I don't give a shit. And then he showed up <laughs> and he towed the truck and there was zero uh issues at all but it completely like the front end of it was just completely fucked so it was again not trash though somebody still paid al like 500 dollars for that truck somewhere mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they just towed it out of my yard and it disappeared i don't even know where it went but it's i think he towed it back home and tried to fix it but it was like gone last truck thing and we brought, i talked about this in an episode in the past i think um the 70 or 71, I can't remember, F-250 that um, my ex-wife's uncle gave me because his neighborhood association was complaining about it. <laughs> because I think it used to be red, but it was just brown, but not painted brown. It was the rust of, it was the brown rust and the, the exhaust pipes. It was like terrible gas mileage. I think it had a 360 in it. And it, the exhaust, the mufflers are just welded onto the header. So you'd start it on leaves and le like above uh, on the ground and leaves would billow out. And the brake sucked. I wrecked it one time. Like the braking distance was like 200 yards to stop at 20 Ugh. miles an hour. And one time it was like raining and this like little Saturn stopped real fast. And it was like, it would be like 300 yards i don't know but i was yeah. like no like which was probably comical for the great distance away but um, you know i still have messed up stress dreams about not being able to break in time from the oh, amount of like too. shitty cars like where the braking distance is double what it should be yeah. in the whole dream you're like barely wrecking this stuff because you the braking distance is getting worse as the dream goes yeah, on but that's so. also been that's one of those dreams that in real life if you run out of brake fluid or like something's bad and you're pumping the brakes and it's just not doing anything like you know that's what it feels like yeah trying to break uh, like i know the feeling because i've rear-ended people because of like bad brakes or like i've had brakes completely explode too and you just lose them completely and there's just this feeling of like i'm not gonna stop it <laughs> and it's like 
and it's not like like right up on it it's like way too far away because you just know that it's like this sucks you're trying to like steer (laughs) (laughs) it's so that truck was the worst too but i i veered off the road and it was on buford and i it was like a tree line part and i braced for impact but the trees just kind of like fell in front It just pushed the trees over. And it wasn't like, it didn't hit it fast. Like you were saying, it was like a slow cruise into the trees and it pushed them over. And somebody's like, I'm calling, call the ambulance. It's like, please don't. Like I'm like popped (laughs) out and I just kind of did the pat down, make sure I was okay. And then this other guy came up and he's like, well, let's get you out of here before the cops come. <laughs> and then he tossed a chain and I kind of wrapped it around the back and he kind of pulled me out. Oh, my tranny can take it. And I had like <laughs> sticks and I passed the ambulance with all the lights on with like <laughs> giant sticks and trees, like all on the, <laughs> on the truck driving, driving away. But um, that truck was, uh, I it sat forever. And then there's this old hot tub that came with the house and, Dave wanted it for some reason. So I was like, well, let's get it in the back of the truck. And we kind of got it in the back of the truck. And that one was covered in leaves, Tim, the front. And I was like, well, they can't see the inspection sticker from like 1980 or whatever. Like, <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, you know, I just left the leaves on. And then I took it, uh, we took the hot tub to Dave's house, who lived in the city. And uh, he had a garage in the back. And we got there. And I was like, you know what? titles on the glove box truck comes with a hot tub and so he's like all right let's get in the garage which was separate it was this wooden like shed and i was backing in at the alley coming in and it's a big truck you know and with the big hot tub in the back and i could feel it he's like a little farther little farther and then i feel the truck hit the wall in the back he's like little far (laughs) and then like so i just gave it a little gas and it boated out about eight inches and then he could shut the 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 door on the front awesome the best thing about that the best thing about that truck was so it again sat like it likes to do and you left it there like you never saw that truck well i well i saw it on this uh anyway on the news pretty (laughs) much it got towed for street cleaning and he went to go pick it up and uh after the incident happened his insurance company guy was called talking to him he's like well, when you crash through that gate, it sure looks like you're trying to step on the brakes. Because <laughs> he, he went and got towed, all the brake fluid came, fell out of it somehow. And then he picked it up, and they have that big gate that uh, slowly comes open. And he's trying for it, and the guy's like, wah! <laughs> it's coming open. It was the same thing. Like, Slow like, wreck. Trying to stop on the brakes and crushes a $600 gate or whatever. And uh, I was like, well, that's kind of par for the course. So he gave that truck to his brother uh who spray painted or dave spray painted it black matte black i think to cover up some of the rust and then uh he gave it to juddy and then juddy uh gave it to his uh lawn guy or something so i i like to think that truck is still out there so i think that wraps up uh trucks i love them i i i know you guys do too we all three of us have a truck i'll say the utilitarian (laughs) part of the truck not even just from uh carrying stuff to the dump or getting stuff from uh a home depot or whatever or your friends if you're the only truck person you're helping all of them move or buy stuff at lowe's or whatever yeah uh, you need two i love the two car thing having a car with good gas mileage that you can like jut around in and then yeah truck. and a truck to be a, a truck weekend weekend truck or camping truck or whatever i love it no but one thing i'll do with kids one thing i didn't realize because i did do a long trip in the truck um but you fill up the bed of the truck with all your shit and then it's just four people in a massive like the, <laughs> the cabin of the truck or whatever and then if you need anything you don't have to worry about it being in the trunk or the hatchback or whatever. Oh, it just yeah. holds everything and, and you have the cover on the back too. Yeah, so it's it got the cover. Right? That thing was cheap. It was like $180 on Amazon. You put it in yourself. Whatever. So I'm a, uh, I'm a fan. I will oh, never God. not have a truck now. Yeah, with the truck, like Bart, I knew I I had to have a truck always. I mean, much later. I borrowed dad's Tacoma for a while after um mm-hmm. one of the Volvos. Yeah, he had that forever. Yeah, but I I borrowed it for a while when he was uh and he was driving the uh Impala. But I'd had a mattress in the back, like um, 
and that's how I would camp. I just roll up the top and sleep in the the mattress on the back, like a twin mattress. And Dave's uh, has that had his dad had that river house, and we had a w- weekend over there. And I was like, well, I'll just stay in the truck. It's a n- nice night out. And I rolled up the top and just slept on the mattress. And it was the summer, so I had like shorts and a t-shirt on. And when I woke up in the morning, and this is in Deltaville or or wherever. Like I woke up and I rolled over and the fog of mosquitoes lifted <laughs> off of me. Like there had to be like at yeah. least a thousand mosquitoes next to the swamp. So like that's why I, the, the camper top, I guess, is better for like uh, pest control than, you know, but. but you could just uh, lay a mosquito net over them. Oh, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. You know, that's what, a good, um, hey, million dollar idea. No, what my friend Matt did, he camped the same. He had a twin bed in the back of his truck that he just never took out when he went to like a, a festival or a concert or something. He had a tarp that he also never took out and he'd put weights on the four corners of the tarp and throw it over the back of the truck and it would act as like a makeshift uh, cover on the bed for a while for him to sleep in. Oh, oh that's great. Um, Adam Adam Hill has a truck. He He basically just lives in the camper top when he travels around that's a 95 he bought new in 1995 and he's still driving it nice uh so um what about uh car bomb death bomb death bomb we're gonna this one's gonna take us back to the early 1920s uh it's the story of the untimely death of dancer isadora duncan uh, at the time, Duncan was a very famous dancer. She was a bit of a bohemian dancer. So instead of a more formal, like ballet slippers, she usually danced barefoot and wrapped uh, her legs. And uh, she did a lot of wrapping with long flowing togas and scarves that became part of her signature look. She was a professional success, but her life was a tragic one because on September 14th, 1927, Duncan was a passenger in a brand new convertible sports car that she was learning to drive. As she leaned back in her seat to enjoy the sea breeze, her enormous red scarf somehow blew into the well of the rear well of the passenger side and it wound around the axle, tightening around her neck and dragging her from the car Uh and onto the cobblestone street. She died instantly. She was 50 years old. So this is the dancer Uh, from her signature flowy scarves was pulled out of the seat with the scarf around her neck as it engaged the rear axle. Kind of like capes on the Incredibles. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's a bad way to go. That's fucking awful. I will say unrelated PSA uh, because Alicia works in the NICU and gets pulled to the pediatric ICU all the time. Our children would never set their butts on an ATV ever. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, there's I, the, uh, there's I had always... some friends who got in a really bad wreck recently, and uh, Ben Turley broke his back on an ATV. He had a broken spine. Yeah, they're super fun, but they also come with like all the super dangerous dangers of them. Um, so speaking of dangers, how about car injuries? And I'm going to start with Nate running over uh, his own wait. arm. Can we make this a sad story? Sad story. <laughs> All of our, I will say most of our vehicles have ended up as sad stories. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like having a dog. at least. Financially, yes. It's getting a, a new car is like getting a puppy. And they're so cute and awesome and you love them so much. And then they're kind of a pain in the ass, but they're your pain in the ass. And then they kind of, it's sad when you, you have to let them go or, or something tragic happens. Uh, and so we, and we, each of us, we keep, our listeners can't see it. We each have our first cars uh, in the background of our Zoom call. Um, although two of which I, are British sports cars from the yeah. 70s. I want to call them sports cars. Well, yeah, you know. they're sports in the same way. They're like, hello, sport. How are you doing today? Yeah. Sup, sport. They're not um, like, yeah. I gotta, I gotta show you what I, I'll maybe towards the end after this, I'll, sh- I'll show you what I, I, I want to buy. But um, so the the MG sixty eight MGC dad towed in like when I was turning sixteen. Nineteen sixty is that what it was? Sixty eight. Sixty eight. Has the chrome bumpers MGC, and it had a seventy six Mustang six cylinder engine in it. Uh, That's and... not normal. No, it had an inline six to begin with and a hard top, which is odd for an MG anyway. Uh, but it took 
six months of getting it running and like we'd I'd have it in the garage at mom's house and I got it. I've replaced a bunch of stuff like uh, fuel pumps and all this and Travis would like spray starter fluid in it. And I'd rev the engine was about as close as I got for months, but eventually it worked and drove around and uh, it ended its life uh, with us when um, it had a single, each wheel had a knock a knockoff lugs that had one. For racing, that's what made it so well, yeah, Racing, but you'd tap on it with a hammer sometimes to tighten it up, but what happened- You're to, supposed to hit it every time. Well, yeah, it's uh, a, <laughs> it, it, one of the wheels flew off. It wasn't because the hub, the, the hub stripped, it wasn't necessarily the, uh, the spin off lug, but the uh, wheel flew off while I was driving it, and then um, they didn't really make hubs. And the MG guy traded, uh, dad had to pay fluff him a little bit of money or whatever for the purple MG, he traded the broken white MGC, and that was a 77, which you have. But the, uh, the sad story was I had broken up with my girlfriend and I was working on the car and mom, we all lived on a hill, you know, it was a pretty steep hill and you have to turn the wheel so it hits the curb when the brakes fail or the e-brake always fails, but it would like always. turn. And that car was notorious. And I think I was trying to get the heat to work. Um, and I was underneath the steering wheel and the driver's side and my legs were sticking out and the door was open. And I was trying to mess with the heater in there. And then, um, I knocked it. It was an automatic for, again, odd. It was an yeah, automatic six-cylinder MG. And I knocked it out of park in the neutral and started rolling. I was like, oh, crap. And uh, I can kind of like, I was trying to get out of the car or like find, hit the brakes. And I'm kind of like halfway out and the telephone pole's coming at me and there's a door. So the door would, the telephone pole would squish me against the door. So I grabbed the steering wheel and turned it to push the car out in the street. It would, I it did that. I fell out. I hit my head on the door and I blacked out when I saw the wheel go over, over my hand and yeah. it also yeah. went over my foot. Cause all the hiking boots in the nineties, right? All the little clasps were squished Smooshed shut on down. one of, one of the, <laughs> my boots. And then I kind Maybe of woke up on the you, road. Your, your your grunge style saved your ankle. <laughs> yeah, well, we were all grunge out of <laughs> desperation. But the uh, we saw the I saw the car hit a pile of leaves at the the neighbor at the corner at the bottom of the hill and kind of coast into his yard. And then uh, who was our next door neighbor that had um, Dale? Dale came out. Oh, are you all right? I'll call an ambulance. It's like, nah, I'm fine. And then I like hobbled down and uh, started the car in the guy's yard, drove it back up the hill. And then he came out. I could see him after I left, rake his leaves back up. <laughs> and then uh, uh, went inside and I was like all swollen and scraped up. And I had all this ice and mom helped me get some ice. And then I remember uh, wa walking in and you were very glum looking. You just had your hand in the bowl of yeah, ice. Yeah, my hand in, in the, the bowl dark, of ice. In the dark this... on the dining room table. Yeah, I was there because then like, uh, the uh, high school girlfriend came over to chew me out or something and then left and the mom's like tough day hug huh? <laughs> 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 sounds like whatever and then uh, the poor car though sad story <laughs> but that same car you pulled up to a stoplight and the car stopped and one of the front wheels kept going well stop, I didn't stop, stop. I was driving it was moving and as I was coming to a stop it flew off and then it went jink I could see the wheel in front of me before it kind of fell onto the. Yeah. I need a reader. It wasn't whatever. the hubcap. It was the no, whole. It, wasn't a... it was the whole. Thing. Oh, it was the entire tire bouncing down the road, and then I, <laughs> I cruised into a like digging an inch with the uh, rotor into like this driveway of like an HVAC business. And the guy came out and started yelling at me, "You need to move this. I got a business to run." Blah blah blah. I was like, "If you could move it, dude." <laughs> go ahead yeah. and he was like oh <laughs> started off and then mom came over while the tow truck came oh god those cars mind so the the mg though the next one was the purple mg um which was a lot of fun there's um, a sparkly purple convertible yeah that yeah. you two are grossly too big for yeah i had a it harry a long... Anderson head bump every time i had the hood up i mean the roof on the convertible it's a soft top you could see a little dent in the roof where my head was 
if but you I, could not see the stoplight turn from no the, the rim of the little tiny windshield was exactly a tall person <laughs> height so you could see no stoplights <laughs> no it was terrible and then it did have like to give you an idea it had three windshield wipers they have three windshield so wipers little. little tiny ones that are like six inches long each right? yeah i mean i miss how it smelled i love that i was always covered in gasoline when i drove it and the vinyl the vinyl smell it was mainly it, gas wasn't i on the the channel the nbc local nbc snowcast report for a while i think travis <laughs> said because at the bottom like they don't plow mom street but they'd plow like the street at the bottom yeah and i was it was like um i was in college and i tried to take the car out and i went down and i just got speed on the hill and like burst through the snow plow pile and drove <laughs> off but they were filming the nice house on the corner and they had they happened to catch me like blasting <laughs> and like peeling out playing metallica on the yes, set player said it was like <laughs> snow blaster weather <laughs> like that was part of the god yeah. i would love to see that i wish i know that we should get hold tim you still don't like you should call Find them the archives we need the your archives. archives from 1995 <laughs> right do you, do you remember a grossly tall person in a tiny purple car oh yeah 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 the snow blaster we got it <laughs> yeah, we got it we, we, got we, it. We, we sometimes get drunk and watch snow blaster in slow motion <laughs> <laughs> look at that idiot oh man his we should not drive like level of shocked confidence on his face i was gonna say i was never in a, a uh, i was never injured in the the mg but i should have been like a million times your hand I, was always scraped up because the door would pop open when you turned right and you'd catch yourself on the pavement. Oh, that was one time I did um, catch myself on the road like a like a surfer hugging the wave. <laughs> like, <laughs> <in> the wave. <laughs> like as I turned into the curl. Uh, yeah, the funny thing about that car is it's so low to the ground that at stoplights, I would be drinking like a big gulp and I just yeah. put it on the road. Yes. No, over the door. I, it's not, you're not opening yeah, the door. No, yeah, by I, the I, just, it's I a convertible. over the door and my arm could touch the ground. So I put it on the ground and I picked it back up. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that the time I was so coming fun. back from a, a girlfriend's house in the woods, like middle of nowhere. And I was parked at a stop sign or something in the middle of nowhere, like 11 o'clock at night. As like a 16 year old and all of a sudden these hounds from hell come running out of the woods like huge monster like german shepherds trying to eat me and they almost got me like they were like they were like on me so quick and their little dog faces were at level with my face <laughs> yeah you can't put the top you can't put the top up or even oh yeah it's a manual top. i mean yeah it would take 20 minutes to put the top up no, <laughs> yeah, the, but it was dark the and there was up. no like light so they just came Ugh. out of the shadows like <laughs> and i screamed i just got out of there in time they I was the, the level of height you got from sitting in that car was the same as is on par with like a b bag chair <laughs> yeah here's the the beanbag chair but that that's the one that had the brakes go out on me that's the one what that, about uh, uh how it tipped over was that on an yeah, episode yeah i was when i was yeah. buying it was on another episode I was, I was buying the next car and the emergency brake failed on a steep hill and i turned around and the car was just gone and so which happened all the time <laughs> so i looked down the bottom of the hill which is like 150 yards and it wasn't at the bottom of the hill and i was like well that's weird it should be here or at the bottom of the hill so i start walking down the hill and i could see where it randomly about 30 yards down the hill picked up enough speed to like suddenly take a right hand turn hit an embankment go airborne because you could see the tire marks and then they stop there are no <laughs> tire marks and then all the tire marks seven and it flipped on its side with a two by four under it so i walked up to it it's literally on its side completely inverted like on the on the uh passenger side door um i pulled the two by four out and then i looked at the house and there's a there's a minivan that said boss mom on it and i go and knock on the door because i was like sorry and she comes out on the phone and just starts laughing hysterically and then slams the door so i was like okay i did my due diligence i pushed the car over. so i sit i'm sitting on the side of the car and i turn the wheel and push it at the same time and it flops over and then starts rolling down the hill so i could chase after it and jump in it but there is no problems with it. Yeah, the Benny Hill music started a second Always. time. Oh my gosh. That thing. 
And then there was also a time, I think I might have told it in another episode, where Corey Fagan and I were on the highway. And the problem with the MGB is it couldn't go faster than 55 miles per hour. Yeah. And that was that was really floor, pedal to the floor, and you probably weren't going 55. But the speed hey, limit... that thing had like 109 horsepower, I thought. Or you could 90, go real fast horsepower. up until 50. Like, well, it's just, yeah, it was this It's geared too. like a moped. Yeah, it was geared too low or something. But anyway... Uh, we are it on the highway. You don't get on the highway, but we were getting on the highway just to hop off of it for a second. And right when I get in, I get boxed into the slow lane behind a pickup truck that had three cows in it. And I don't mean uh, a cow uh, transport. I, I said a pickup truck, a pickup truck with three cows at the back of it. I mean, it was a big like F-350 type thing. And it had some kind of like two by four railing on it. But it was just a pickup truck with cows in it. And they started peeing because cows is <laughs> peeing. And it was spraying us, but we couldn't slow down and we couldn't change lanes. And we just so we just had to turn the windshield wiper on <laughs> and get off That's of the next So one. bad. But I'll, I'll, maybe we'll stop. Well, I could stop with the sports car stories. Tim, Tim is showing a picture of his first car, which is a the 1987. Honda Accord hatchback, which the back of it wasn't normal. It was really wide at the end of it and it narrowed up near the roof. And it came with the sun blades. If you're a child of the 80s, you might remember them. Just this black fan blades go on the back. I never put them on. That's so cool. I I don't know. I couldn't do it. My favorite thing about Tim's car was your Ewok you made that was on the dashboard. No, I was about to say, that car was actually really reliable. Um, and I could but take it, it off-road. I drove to Florida there and back. It was it was ruined. Like the inside, I ruined it, but it was a five-speed. So I'm glad I learned on a five-speed. But the um, it was while we worked at Baskin Robbins. And at some point we had marshmallow peeps. And I turned the peep into a little ewok thing by breaking spoons in half and making arms and little legs and then i bit the ass off and just stuck it to my dashboard because i yeah. thought it was funny but i didn't realize it it super glued the thing to the yeah dashboard it's basically it an epoxy there. Uh, compound that uh does not separate yeah so i left it there for the duration of like years. Life of that car yeah until finally it broke you made down a little for- hat for it out of the coffee creamer Oh yeah, I had a little. Ha- I forgot about that. But your yeah, your sure. whole your whole dashboard was covered in candy and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, but that was also just because I was gross and like yeah. ate a lot of candy. And also, if you put a bag of gummy bears in the dashboard in the summertime and forget about it, it melts into one gelatinous like brown Cute. gummy. I still have the bag of the gummy. Wait, who would fish? Was it you would fish with the gummy bears, Tim? Yeah, yeah. You tie a fishing line to it and you toss it out the window on the highway. If you're going fast enough, it'll float. But if you're not, it actually bounces. And we just like we just slowly let out more and more fishing line until it dangle in front of the car behind us. And it, I don't know why it was the funniest fucking thing. It was, like, it was Lindsay Barrow. I think it was. Uh, oh yeah, it was Lindsay. He would, God, he would do all sorts of shit like that. It was always so fucking funny, and I'd be crying. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Because there's this stupid fucking gummy bear dangling at the car behind like us. 20 and... feet behind your car. Oh, way, so way back there. And I don't know why. So it was hilarious. <laughs> so funny. But the, uh, the worst is I coiled it around my finger and some asshole was like sick of it. And I didn't realize that like it was, it was lower. It wasn't up next to the driver's side anymore. And he ran over and it just went swoop like around my finger. <laughs> oh, and no. it wasn't like a string. It was fucking like... 20 pound test line or something I was like, <laughs> rip your finger off it popped like the string popped but it was yeah. it definitely wasn't before it was like a decent cut no but the uh the car broke down and then nate picked me up and i was like i don't know what to do just like whatever and then i was like wait a second nobody gets left behind and i went in and i broke that marshmallow off of the <laughs> yeah, the, dashboard. Uh, the dashboard and i kept Perfect. it I remember you doing that, but I don't remember where the breakdown was. Okay, car bomb, death bomb. Death bomb. This one's an interesting one, and not on, not kind of, kind of on, on um, topic for our podcast. But on uh, March fifteenth, two thousand eleven. So we're just going back. That's uh, my birthday. Yeah, in two thousand eleven, this happened. A North 
Port High School principal named George Kinney admitted to hypnotizing a 16-year-old student named Marcus Freeman, who was a quarterback on the football team. He did this in order to help him concentrate and to not worry about pain during games. Fast forward a week or so, the same student, Marcus, had to go to a dentist, and he left the dentist in a lot of pain. And as he was driving back with his girlfriend, she said that during the ride, Freeman suddenly got a strange look on his face and then veered off Interstate 75 near Toledo Blade Boulevard and then died from his injuries. Uh, the girlfriend survived. So he was self-hypnotizing uh, to get over the dentist pain and... Um, hypnotized himself to death the uh -huh. high school teacher was also got in trouble he had hypnotized like other students to get, to help them with something um and so that would be the death bomb i thought that's that was uh we need to remember that for whenever we do a hypnosis episode yeah yep. uh, that's a good one hypnosis would be a good episode uh the guy devin from this podcast is a ritual who's been on uh, What Magic Is This a couple of times. Mm -hmm. He does hypnosis now. He's really cool to listen to. The, uh, yeah, he was on that episode on hypnosis. Recently uh, on What Magic. It's totally yeah. worth checking out. That was a good one. I listened to that one. That's but the problem really is we can't. So when we do an episode that uh, Douglas Batchelor's already done, I'm like, we're, we got to do a different flavor because we can't do it as good <laughs> as that. Yeah, so we spice we it up a, with a our... lowbrow flavor. <laughs> But We're doing we an episode on cars right now for a paranormal podcast. So, <laughs> well, know. we are an oddities podcast, and cars are oddities. And I will say before yeah, you're, you're have... sitting six feet behind or three feet behind an internal combustion, combustion, combustion like machine, like there's explosions happening inches from your feet, and we act like it's totally normal. So I always see them as bubbles and I don't care if they're a convertible or a truck or whatever. If you sort of look around, you are, you're in a, a bubble, you are in a traveling sphere that is just exploding and propelling forward. And oh. it's, it's bizarre to think about and it kills a ton of people, but we just brush it off because we're like, not us, not well, we're, we're in America. And right. it, well, it's we're built for cars and individuality in the US. And another thing I think I can't, I'm coming to terms with like our, our, our whole American way is uh, to the victor go the, go the spoils. It's all about like who survives it and gets the treasure at the end of the adventure, good or bad. You can be Sean Bean, evil character. It's okay here <laughs> if you win. You know, it's kind of an it's an odd odd thing, and I think cars fit into this. Mm. Question: yeah, It's God, also I also, need to other okay, other countries. This has to be bizarre to them if they've owned a car, or have a family car, or just trains might be weird to us. Trains might be weird to us. They Most should be. <clears throat> Probably I mean, I, you got to, I, I, I lived for 10 years without a car because I didn't need one. And, and a lot of the people I knew in New York, uh, a lot of them didn't have driver's licenses because they grew up there. They're like, why would I need a car? Like, I've never needed one. I yeah. like the freedom of it. I love driving. I do it all the time, even now. Well, it's part of your job. Uh, well, I could also fly. Like, I could fly to South Carolina. I prefer to drive. Um, sure. And here's a question I have. Uh, I need, uh, do we have an advice? thing sure, sure no we actually already do i do it all the time what would chris buy, what would chris buy? oh yeah me and nate were gonna buy uh bracelets for that wwcb yeah and, and, and the, sometimes if i want to buy something stupid i'll ask chris and he's kind of like do you really want it i want you guys to have the thing that you want like i'm not like a total curmudgeon but like you You're also want to buy a lot of stuff tim and i need. would be like Magic beans, fucking a! I'd be broke as shit on the Here's beans. my watch. Give me the beans. Chris That's why be like, I, I'm I would beans. support the beans before I would support you buying well, a watch. We That's made true. the executive decision. I did actually when I got married. Is I give like ninety eight point five percent of everything I make into a joint account that I have access to, but I don't touch. It is for Alicia to run. She is the CFO. And is the only reason we own a house that our children aren't hungry, that they have clothes, their bills are paid. And I get 1.5% to fuck around with and to ruin. And it's because a couple of times I'm like, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to, I'm going to play some options on the stock and it's gone. I'm going <laughs> to wait a second. And I'll tell you the most recent example is recently is 
I think three days ago, I think I don't remember messaging you guys or not. There is a $240 laser that I want. It's a laser oh, pointer. You shed us. The, yeah. It's the violet laser pointer. They're yes. so fucking cool. What would Chris buy? What would Chris buy? That was a hard no. And then Alicia doesn't like the $30 green one that I bought. Mary he, hates the $30, uh, the $20 always green get, one I have. She the kids play it. with it or I use it. And then I point it somewhere benign outside and it hits a car reflection, bounces in, hits our fireplace window, and then bounces into Alicia's eye. And she's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> like, it was, oh, sorry. But it's still cool. And I want the laser, but I haven't bought it. <laughs> Well, I was just at a casino boat two days ago and I lost like $60 because I was pushing the wrong button <laughs> at, oh. my at my roulette table. I was like, how this roulette doesn't work? Every time I bet the number, it lands on it and I lose the money. And then after losing a lot of money, my friend was like, well, you're placing the, that number to lose, not win. I was like, damn it. Because I, <laughs> I was guessing the right number, but I was pushing the wrong button. Your intuition was correct, but yes, your hands my, were wrong. My psychic skills were correct, but my dumbass surgery my dumbassness was, was took one anyway what's uh, the advice that you want so Nate? so i got i go on uh marketplace a lot i really want i look at um stuff i won't buy like old um muscle cars and stuff that i'm not gonna buy but look really cool and this is you can see most of it the picture didn't come up this is in charlottesville it's a white mg 70s and if you notice, there's a circle cut out of the hood with the air cleaner. <laughs> yeah, it's, it has the 4.3 liter S10 engine this guy crammed <laughs> into it. Which what's the thing about these British MGs is there's this little tiny like four cylinder engine in there, but the hood's like seven feet long. Like you could put <clears throat> anything under there. Yeah, this this guy. If I there's a picture of the the hood open, and it's a nice S10 engine, which is 4.3 liter, 285 horsepower, which is ridiculous for an mg yeah which, it weighs like 30 which, by the way when i parked the mg incorrectly i would go behind it pick it up and move it like yeah. if i could if you squatted under it and got under the back chassis you could slide it into place same with the ford escort too actually he he saws all that out uh some of the wheel wells to fit the, yeah but uh, also it. with that car because you're showing us a picture of this mg and it has the filter sticking out I bet if you pop the hood, there's a 30% chance that there is a Predator generator engine running the thing. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are pictures of the, the, the engine. It's it's a for real engine. But the S10 engine, 4.3 liters, super reliable. Yeah. And at least 200 horsepower more than the original MG had. And I like his solution to fit it was, was just hole. to like cut a hole so you could shut the hood, which nice. is... Nice. perfect i might put a hood scoop over if i bought it but he wants if, four oh. four thousand dollars for this you know what's mm. funny is back in the day when we had mgs a nice one cost four thousand dollars i like how they haven't changed <laughs> price in the, the last market, 30 years they haven't gone up or down in value well they were invented in the 60s and 70s and then from 1990 to now they have not changed price <clears throat> there's some there's some 50s mgas which are kind of the weird ones with the reverse doors funny farm chubby chase had one in that movie oh, interesting but uh, a friend of this guy, uh, I work with Gordon Flynn, or he's retired now, but he had uh, an MG midget, and then he had all these parts midgets in his backyard in like a suburban neighborhood, and he just kept acquiring these uh, other midgets to get the parts off of or work on, and somebody called the neighborhood association on him, and he had to tow them all out, mm -hmm. and he found out who it is, who it was, and the guy was really nervous. He was mad at him. He was like, no. I needed this. I I had a problem and I couldn't face my MG problem yeah. until you did this. I needed that. I thank you so much. He like thanked him for like showing him uh the, the Here's problem your present 32 MGs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put them like, in your car. You want to combine them with these MGs combined. I know like, you could you totally like uh what was that megazord out your MGs and just yes. like <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you combine them. Back onto other topics. Um Wait, Death Bomb. Death Bomb. Yeah. One Car of those bomb. Car bomb. Car bomb. 
uh, loudmouth comedian and former Pentecostal preacher Sam Kennison had a successful career in stand-up. On Friday, April 10th, 1992, uh, he was driving in a Pontiac Trans Am from LA to Nevada where he was set to perform before a sold-out audience. Uh, a couple of teenagers in a 1974 Chevy truck were approaching uh, when, I think they were drunk, when their truck crossed the center line and then uh, crashed into him. Uh, the teenagers only had uh, moderate energy uh, injuries and um, it looked like um, Sam wasn't hurt either. So he, he got out of the car with what appeared to be only cuts on his lip and a one on his forehead but within minutes, he suddenly said to no one in particular, while he was like pacing around the car, looking at the crash, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. His uh, friend Carl LeBeau later said it was, as, it was as if he was having a conversation, <laughs> talking to some unseen person. Then there was this pause as if he was listening to the other person speak. Then he asked, but why? <laughs> After another pause, LeBeau heard him, uh, uh, his friend heard him clearly say, okay 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 uh his friend said the last okay was very soft and at peace and then he immediately died that's crazy yeah that's the cool that's the coolest one so far um so how are we gonna wrap this up let's wrap this up wait 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 i'm thirsty i need uh a drink from the bar i too need a beverage perhaps a I like how we've never actually explained this bit. We just randomly start playing. We like to end on something funny, and so we're doing a. Here's the medieval music playing, where we walk into a Dungeons and Dragons bar, and Tim is a barkeep, and we all have to try to tell our best joke. So we're gonna call it a medieval fantasy bar because Dungeons and Dragons is kind of. No, no, no. It never was. It was always Lord of the Rings to me. It was medieval fantasy bar. Dungeons and Dragons is in the shitter right now because they're actually charging a monthly fee and limiting their services and like. But they were bought by somebody, right? Yeah, Mm. now they're fucking it all up, so they're on the way out. So anyway, let me assume my uh, non-denominational accent from the (laughs) park. Adventures. You seem to be driving some crazy metal horses out there <laughs> with four legs. I'm still going to have the, the horse sounds of us approaching, but yes, we are in cars because this is a car episode. So here's the thing. Y'all have been warming up the stools in my bar for, for fucking two months now, and <laughs> you've yet to drink anything. <laughs> And you're we have broke. no money. We have to barter our our. We're known for our carbonated alcoholic ranch drinks, and I'll give you one if you give me a good joke. And you can't say something stupid like. Who's <laughs> <laughs> like, a pirate uh, bar? Like I'm on a diet, so I can't drive me car because it doesn't have it has a carb burrator. Aha! <laughs> okay, barkeep. What's None the of, difference uh, between a p- BMW and a porcupine uh one's got the prick on the outside damn it you are impossible to you are impossible to beat Marquise. you are truly truly i'm actually gonna charge you for that one. Oh. well if you notice our if you notice out there my new electric carriage that i have I got it. Uh, uh, it's a new. Uh, it, they were on sale now, which is unfortunate for the people that bought one earlier in the year or last year. But uh, they're pretty cheap now, relatively. And so I have a new electric Tesla carriage out there. And you know, but one thing I, I was surprised me, and I'm a little disappointed about it. I expected a, a new car smell, but it just has this musk in it. Uh, uh, yeah, don't be knowing who that is in this land <laughs> and the fact that you brought the economics of electric horse vehicles <laughs> and how they've reduced right. the price let and me, pissed let me, off let me, the base customers that's uh no let, let, let me make it up to you with a classic what did uh what did batman say to robin before they got in the car Robin, get in the car. <laughs> All right, actually, that's, that's the best joke you've had yet. 
<laughs> you can split. You can split a shot of the ranch drink. Yeah, for this. This is a... <laughs> that was actually really good. Oh, uh, well, I, I, that was, I'll, I'll, fo I'll follow up with a, a, another one, not quite as good, but uh, Robin asked, Batman, why is the car not working? Batman said, "Did you check the battery?" And Robin said, "What's a Terry?" <laughs> that one's pretty good. <laughs> the battery. <laughs> battery. Uh, all right, so that's the end of our cars episode. What else do we need to do? We need to. Uh, 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 did we do a Riddler? No. Tell us a funny car story. Send an email to wizard at dorothy.com. Yeah, tweet us something, anything on the AAO podcast. <laughs> uh, AAO podcast. Email us at wizard at dorfu.com. If we have other socials, they're rarely checked, I think. So those are the best ways to get a hold of us. Um, yeah. Any of the old Riddlers, any car stories? We got plenty of car insurance. We got some uh, car insurance. We do we not have, have car any insurance. car insurance. Uh... <laughs> we have paranormal insurance, which and... if you are haunted by a car for that, a limited love... time you can get the uh the dwarf throttle uh extended warranty on your vehicle um you just have to call in yeah you have to call us to get it though no we have to call you i don't know how it works yeah, well that it's... makes plenty of sense there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, who's the, the and last on that we bid you adieu call?